one, sorry for being tardy. Don't send me to the principal's office, audience. I was caught up in a rapture. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do know. I don't want to boast or anything, but one greater than Paul's here. His name is the Lord Jesus. <laughs> if we boast, let me let ourselves boast in the Lord Jesus. I will boast in God. I know a man in Christ 14 years ago who was caught up into paradise in the third heaven. What are you doing speaking in third person, Paul, you weirdo? He had to because of the humility necessary in his Corinthian church. Otherwise, they would have got proud and spiritual things. What a father, huh? Thank you, Father Paul. Speaking of Father Paul, Cowabunga. Dude. Peanut butter and anchovies on your pizza, dude. Praise Splinter. Holy Ghost. That's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mantle. They don't teach you that in Bible college. But it is the truth anyhow. And you know who your arch nemesis is? Shredder. That devil. I hate the bad guys in all cartoons. Makes me think of some bad guys right away. Skeletor comes to mind. Can't stand him. Selfish, greedy. Counterfeit joy. Literally giggling all the time. <laughs> Skeletor, go home. Shabba. We have the Queen of Shira. She's coming in on that tiger. The tiger talks. The tiger is a great warrior. That's where they get the verse in the Bible Eye of the Tiger, thrill of the fight. By Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Praise God, tomorrow, just as an announcement before we get started in some really deep mystical teaching, Joel's Bar Halloween costume party. Now, if you don't come with a costume, you will be thrown out. You can't come in. Because in the Bible says, if you're not wearing the right garments, take that wicked servant and throw him into the outer court where there is weeping and gnashing of costumes forever. So you can dress up in any kind of superhero or anything that uh, glorifies God. I just hope no one dresses up as witches. It still offends me. Nothing with crescent moons or stars on it either. No, no wizards. <laughs> you know, we're 
We're kind of scared Christians. We call it Harvest Festival. We're having Harvest Fest tomorrow at Joel's Bar because we know Halloween is the devil's birthday. Well, every day is the day of the Lord when you're in the glory room. That's why perfect love drives out fear. And celebrating every day and making excuses is the biblical model of faith and jubilee and love feasts and book of Acts going house to house, breaking bread and probably breaking everything else that we've learned from experience around here. Breaking, breaking the Lord's heart. <laughs> That's funny and also a little sad. <laughs> There's so much crystal clear living water around here that you can cry and laugh and blow snot out of your nose at the same time. This is a drinker's paradise, what we're stepping into now this season. We've been in the heavy drunken glory since 2008. I had an open vision. A scroll came down with my eyes open, with my physical eyes, and it was peeled back like this. And my whole peripheral was filled with an ancient scroll. And in the scroll, I saw the hands of God the Father lowering a hose, like a hookah, right in front of my mouth, and it was gold. The audible voice of God said over my head, 2008, I believe it was April 15th. This is the golden glory hose of your Father in heaven. You can toke, and he said toke, this hose as much as you want every day and get as high as you want on Christ, his glory, every day. So I went up into the open vision, put my hands in the scroll and grabbed the golden hookah and when I put it to my mouth, because it was as real as this table, this seer realm is so real, the prophetic realm is so open, it, that realm is more real than the natural realm. And when I put my hand to the hookah hose and inhaled, the scroll closed. And after I breathed it in, I was literally whited out drunk for a decade. <laughs> From 2008 to 2018, I don't even remember what happened. I'm still getting my memories back from that decade. Because it's just a total whiteout. It was a 10 year whack. <laughs> Most of the time I just sat right here, about two feet away. <laughs> you get a grid for Father God seated on the throne for how long? Eternity of the eternities. Does he ever move? He's moving. But he's also seated. So you get that blasted in the glory. You might just sit there like the Hubble telescope, staring into Father God's face for the next 10 trillion years. Release that upon you guys. You're like, no, I have to do something tonight. No, you don't. You need to get into God and take heavenly flight out of Earth's blight tonight, and everything will be all right. The realm of his glory light. It's the realm of his lightnings. It's the realm 
of his thunders. It's the realm of the seven stars. Now you can Google that. God created stars. He created the sun and the moon. And he said it was good. So what kind of Christianity tells you is bad? False Christianity. False Christianity will tell you the heavens are bad. Why? Because your leadership's bad. That's why. Because the leaders are deceived by angels that are stealing from your promised land. It's true. All of them, anyone that doesn't allow you to enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ said, is a Pharisee. Red letters. You Pharisees stand at the gates and you prevent anyone from entering heaven. That's what the Bible says. So there's gatekeepers of the enemy's kingdom that will try to beat you down with religion and say you can't become cosmic Christians of divine kindness and white dove purity. You have to stay on the earth. You have to practice the curse of the law. You have to practice paganism in the form of Christianity. You have to use your gifts down below. You have to stay in slavery to mammon. Stay in slavery to the buildings made by human hands. There is about to be the biggest breakthrough in the believers' hearts and minds of all time by the fountain of God the Father's righteousness. You already have it in you. You're born of God. Oh, Shabba. You are born of God, born from above. Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you cannot be saved. Can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? No, no. What is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of spirit is spirit. Unless you are born of spirit and water, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The truth is, you're born of spirit and water if you love and believe in Jesus. You've asked Jesus into your heart. You're born of living water. You're born of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is in you. John 7:38. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost for those who believe. And we believe. Therefore, out of our bellies flow the rivers of the Holy Ghost. What is in the Holy Ghost? The Bible tells you the Holy Spirit was brooding over everything in Genesis 1. First reference of the Holy Spirit is in Genesis 1. As a brooding mother hen brooding over all the chaos of the cosmos and all the waters of the deep, all of creation is under the Spirit of God. And that's the Spirit that you're born again of. Holy Ghost is omnipresent and manifest present. He's in you and he's everywhere. Truth in you. Which means if you make the Holy Spirit your savior, now Jesus Christ said that. We've read that at Joel's bar 10, 15 times this summer. That you have another savior. Jesus Christ in the red letter says, I will send to you another Savior. It's called the Holy Ghost. 
and he will lead you into all truth. He will only speak of me and he will glorify me, Jesus Christ said. So the Holy Spirit is leading you to Jesus. And through Jesus, we go to the Father. If you read Revelation 22, the last chapter in the Bible, you see the throne of the Father, you see the throne of the Lamb, and proceeding from the throne of the Lamb is the Holy Spirit river of life. And it goes down from the third heaven through all the stars in the second heavens, that's Genesis 1, and that's Revelation 22. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end, the restoration of all things in between the cosmos of all stars and all sands of all time. And the Spirit of God through the believers is doing this mystical work. It's invisible and we make it visible by our faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we make those things seen by our faith. Do you have cosmic faith? I don't know if I do. Jesus in you, Christ in you, has cosmic faith. How many times did Jesus look up into the heavens and say, Father, Father. He opened his eyes, stared up into the heavens. Father, the Bible says, him in whom the heavens remain open and the dove remains, he is the Messiah. John the Baptist, it is written. So the heavens over your head, the whole path of lightnings, the whole path of the cosmos. It's like walking on Sapphire Sea. It's like walking up into the deep blue. It's like going up in a chariot of fire. It's like going up in a rapture. It's like going up into high places and taking back what the devil stole from you, which is the whole stinking world and the whole thinking world and turning the stinking thinking world into the world of God's quality of life, the tree of life. And the roots of David, the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, Revelation 5, 6, is your gasoline. It's your turbo. It's your energy. It's your liftoff fuel. Eagle one. <laughs> we have touchdown, Eagle One, do you copy? The Earth looks so small from up here. Space cowboy glory. Ancient astronauts. No, modern astronauts. And you're not gonna need Bezos' little rocket ship or Elon Musk rocket ship or NASA or the cosmonauts of Russia or whatever the Chinese are doing in space all you're gonna need is the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is in you the water is in you and you just simply rise by being a good steward of what he's already imparted into your spirit the moment you first believed key is don't damn it up and sear your conscience. Don't harden your heart in hearing the teaching of the first start of first love. 
You have to remain clay in the potter's hand so that that seed can grow up into maturity and you like Jack and the Beanstalk. You got magic beans. We know that's true. That's why we keep BB Luxury perfume in all the bathrooms at the Krakow. Mm. You've been eating those magic beans again. Oh, Lord Jesus. They've been dipping their hands in the sewer water. We better wash them in white stars. We better wash them in bright suns of righteousness. We better wash them in a cosmic tree of life. These are silver waters, and these are silver stars. Isn't that interesting? Kabbalists call giving your life for your country a silver star. Somebody's up there sacrificing you on a battlefield. And it ain't Jesus Christ. I tell you the truth. This Luciferian deep state Kabbalah that's everywhere in every Freemason Lodge and daughter of the Eastern Star Lodge, you can thank the British Parliament and the royal families of Europe for that and imperialism from England and the United Kingdom going and teaching Freemasonry, which is truly Kabbalah. And every Scottish Rite Lodge, Freemason Lodge, Job's Daughter Lodge, Daughters of the Eastern Star Lodge, and every First World Nation from Switzerland down to Australia. And most of them are in all the positions of power and influence and politics and government and economy and teaching and every industry and almost all the Fortune 500 businesses. And it's, and it's severe. It's serious. Satan has rewarded his children for, for doing the devil's job. And it's a joke, you know, in Hollywood or in the music industry that you have, when you sign a label, you're giving your soul to the devil. How many of y'all know it's no joke? It's no joke, and they do it too in Christian music. And you think, oh, it's only amongst the secular. It's not. If you're in the wrong tree in the garden, it's all a covenant with Satan. And that's why you begin to work for money instead of working for the Father, and that's why your job is accursed instead of a blessing and an enjoyment. Some of you need to realize in the kingdom of heaven, your working is ministry and priesthood equal to the apostle. The apostle's priesthood is to equip the saints to do the works of the ministry. Now Gnosticism and all this hierarchy of the Nicolaitans, the separation of church and clergy and laity, that demon comes in and says, yeah, you do the priesthood and we'll just be the pew warmers. And so there's a demon spirit that says, we're separate from full-time ministers. That's a doctrine of demons. Anyone born again is releasing the full-time ministry of the river of life. Out of their bellies flows rivers of living stars for those who believe. And it will light up their whole house. Some of you getting lit up right now. There's an activation in the revelation. They will bring forth a liquid lightning intoxication for every nation. Under the sun, in the sun, and above the sun. But how many of y'all know? There is no wisdom, there is no love, and there is no righteousness under the sun. That's biblical now. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. The Bible actually says that, that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow or variation of turning. 
which means wisdom, righteousness, and love, all the most blessed graces and humility, comes down from the Father. Now, what came down from the Father 2,000 years ago? The Holy Ghost. Why? To lift you up from inside the earth, called your earthen vessel, the jar of clay. You have treasures in you. What's that? The seven spirits burning. The Holy Ghost. And he's working on the inside to purify your heart so you can rise with a clean conscience because any place you're defiled or believe the accuser or the brethren or the bad report, you've disqualified yourself through, from a seared conscience to, by being in agreement with the demon spirit. So the demons are always trying to get you to come into covenant, which is simply agreement with them. But if you disagree with the demons and only agree with Christ in you, crucified to death, raising you up into the high places in the path of the lightnings, in the path of Enoch, in the narrow path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day, then you will not have a covenant with a demon. You can break them off tonight just by resting in these words, because these words are for you, but they are against enemies. And the truth is, we're in a state of coming out of the pig trough, or the older prodigal son's field of being a worker instead of a lover, that we need deliverance en masse in every believer in every nation, tribe, and tongue, including especially the leaders. Leaders are often in the most pride and the most sorcery of anyone. And there's deliverance for leaders. God's not coming down here and just saying, oh, that's it, kill everyone, start over. He's washing you progressively with rivers. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Driving over here, everything flashed white, in total whiteout, as I was going under this bridge. I mean, I, my eyes are open, but everything went totally white. And he says, it's the brightness of my coming, the parousia, that everything is going to turn totally white, Shekinah white. You're not going to be able to see people 20 feet away. William Seymour had that at Azusa Street. They played hide-and-go-seek in the building in Azusa Street in 1906. You couldn't see your neighbor 20 feet away. The kids in the barn, because that's what they had, they had a bar barn, Los Angeles, California, 1906. That's where you get the assemblies of God in the Church of God in Christ. They had a barn. They played hide-and-go-seek in the Shekinah. You couldn't see your neighbor 20 feet away. Ten years. Revival continued to roar in Los Angeles. It was in every newspaper on the planet. People, there was before airplanes, so people take steamships from all over the world, China, Australia, everywhere. Every nation came to Los Angeles, parked their ships in the bay, horse and buggy or walk to the barn of William Seymour, one-eyed black man, to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and they got a whole lot more than that. They got the manifest glory. They got the Shekinah. And in 1916, William Seymour stood up and said, this revival's about to end because of racism. And that's how it ended. The blacks went into the Church of God in Christ. The whites went into the Assemblies of God. And that's what ended the revival of Azusa Street. The Principality of Racism. But the Prophet William Seymour, he knew that. He's a great seer. And he said, this revival is going to end. But in about 100 years, and he said, about, not exact, in about, 
100 years. There is going to be a revival like this one that's going to be a hundred times greater in the USA. You know what he was prophesying? The manifesting of the sons of God. I was there in the Florida outpouring with Bob Jones in 2008. Bob was on the stage and he said, this is the last Pentecostal revival in the history of the world. The next revival is the one that shall never end. It's the revival of the Bride of Christ or the manifesting sons of God. They're going to learn how to keep the heavens open. They're going to learn the pathway of Enoch. They're going to learn the path of the sun and the stars of righteousness and they're going to walk into heaven physically through the heavens. They're going to walk through the stars. They're going to go from glory to glory in the cosmic tree of life. And Bob said, they'll be young at a hundred years old. The Bible says the same thing. Those who died a hundred will be like a mere youth. It is written, for a day is as a thousand years. The Father wants to demonstrate through you, if you have faith for it, God's faith is greater than yours. Just let that faith come forth right out of your belly, right through your heart the faith of God in you and release the Father's fountain of righteousness out of your heart, from your heart to save your mind. This is the place of unbelief. This is the place of darkness. The Bible calls darkness on the land, but gross darkness is on the people, Isaiah said. Gross darkness is when a person is submitted to their own brain. That's when you're in covenant with lots and lots of demons, usually hordes. It's not just, do I have a demon? It's like you're connected to like a whole matrix and web of altars because your whole brain is living in the wrong system of shadow government, of shadow economies, of shadows, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's a whole network of veins and arteries of a tree through human flesh and blood connected to a deceptive system that's not in the Shekinah glory, that's not in the bloodline of Jesus, that's not in the roots of David and the bright morning star, it's not God inside-minded, it's not revelatory, it's not glory for glory to glory, it's the tree of wisdom that your father, Adam, and your mother of old, Eve, ate from, and their eyes were open, and they had great wisdom. It is written in Enoch, and that great wisdom was the wisdom of the fallen angels. It's the same wisdom of Jambres, the sorcerer and the magician of Egypt that kills everyone with false worldly wisdom, even religious wisdom that has the appearance of good, the perfection of good. You know, it looks perfect. Genesis chapters 2 and 3, they looked upon that tree and it was perfect in appearance. Now, after they ate it, they died, so obviously there was something behind the appearance that wasn't anything of God. It's called Satan and his angels. Sorcery. Knowledge, gnosis about things without any life in it. So you could just hoard wealth working by the sweat of your brow, but not be able to enjoy it and be just totally accursed and never find satisfaction in anything under the sun. In alcohol, in drugs, in worldly success, in making money. A lot of people in Christianity still think money will make them happy. 
If you were given a million dollars right now, if you didn't have a foundation of the fountain of righteousness, it would just take a matter of time before you'd be seven times more miserable than you were before without that amount of money. So it's a mercy that you don't have success in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the flesh, in the self and the soulish nature. But in the tree of life, in the born-again nature, you go from glory to glory if you love Jesus more than your own old Adamic nature. So the temptation is each development of giving your soul and giving your mind and giving your life and giving your hand and your head to the Lord Jesus Christ within you, born of the incorruptible seed, Greek word sperma, of the word of God that cannot sin. Do you let that sperma seed of God, like Jack and the Beanstalk, grow up into a realm you could climb up above the clouds? And it is true, there's giants up there. But there's David's harp, 27 golden goose eggs, Goliath's sword, which I got, so you can't have that one. But you have your own gifts when you go up. That's where the angels get assigned to you, Bob Jones said, when you go up. Bob Jones was my prophetic father, not my prophetic grandfather. He really was my prophetic father. You know, I thought, you know, maybe because Bobby Connor was Bob Jones' son, that I would be Bob Jones' grandson. That's not accurate. That's not true. You know, these things are so deep and mystical. It takes cosmic experience in righteousness, in stardom, in seven lightnings, in seven thunders, constantly practicing righteousness to really understand what's been going on because you're walking by faith, not by sight, deeply in the spirit. And oftentimes there isn't even a communication or an explanation to it because you're on autopilot going by faith. This isn't the tree of knowledge where everything's explained to you. That's Satan's kingdom. This is the tree of life where you follow a greater life in Christ. And many times it's not explained to you because that's the only way you grow in faith. And without faith, you can't please the Lord. So a lot of people want to go get something that they can really wrap their head around. They want to eat from the tree of knowledge. They actually love the devil. Eating from that tree is love to Satan. It is that people love the devil. You see it every day. They manifest every day. They don't like it explained to them. They'd rather just keep it in ignorance so that there's no accountability. But when it's explained and brought into the light, there's accountability that you just should not be eating from that tree in the garden. That's sin. You're sinning. And we love you. We don't want you to kill yourself by eating from that tree like Adam and Eve and everyone else that grows in the tree of knowledge. They die. You can't live in that tree on our watch. You're going to have to live in the tree of life. You're going to have to practice wisdom, practice purity, practice holiness, obey the word of God. These aren't optional things. You know, people think it's optional to be a disciple. We have this culture that says you can mentor me, but don't disciple me. I still get to choose what I want to do with my stubborn will. So what that stubbornness is, that's the sorcery of Janes where like discipleship is optional or we're so sick and demented where it's like, command me, give me a commandment. Like Moses on the mountain, like we're in the old covenant. Just tell me what to do, tell me what to do. The river of life in you is freedom. It's a law of freedom. The law of freedom, the word of freedom is what you do. You don't obey a commandment in your brain. You're not Kabbalists. You're not practitioners of the law of sin and death. That's sorcery. You're not, 
dogs and sorcery. You're not sorcerers and dogs. You're not practitioners of magic arts. You're not outside the city gates. You are the children of the fountain of righteousness that is written. And so you don't need commandments like that. You need an unction to function from the Holy One who knows all things. You need the law of freedom. You need the new covenant. You need to understand the fountain of the Father's word. Now, it ain't optional either there, but it's a get to, not a have to. He's not forcing you to do it. You can leave the Father like 99% of the people do every, do every day anyway and just attack the Father because he's so strict and serious. I, nobody can do that. The disciples complained to Jesus. This is a hard teaching. They said, nobody can do this. And Jesus agreed with them. That's right. No man can do this. No woman can do this. You are totally incapable of growing except by Jesus in you. And you have Jesus in you. And you can yield to him. You can get to know the Holy Ghost in you. You can get to know the seven spirits of God in you. Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory, Colossians 1.27 says. You can realize the glory of Christ Jesus inside you. And you can live out of his transfigured state if you learn how to drink. And you stop the stinky think. Amen. He saved the best wine for last. We're coming into liquid lightning realms. I tell you the truth. We've been drinking religiously since 2008. Last night was the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life. Of course, it's a much better wine, so the manifestation is like a million times better, too. You know what I manifested? An eight-winged cherubim in my whole body. Started speaking cherubim, releasing lightnings out of a 360 perimeter. People were fought, like falling over, dropping things in the restaurant. It was like total tornado lightning mayhem of an eight-winged cherubim. Today, my own angel wings released angel feathers into the physical natural realm and it's not the first time i've seen that by the way but it was wonderful and it came right on my left shoulder where jesus christ appeared to me with his piercing shekinah glory and pierced as the great white eagle right through my left shoulder which is where the government of god rests on my shoulders amen it's true i'd be a liar to tell you otherwise but it's the government of God, the angelic government of the sons of God is here and winning and thriving and conquering and releasing righteousness into your hearts so that you can release righteousness from your hearts and flood your worlds with glory and consume your houses with prosperity and consume all the sorceries of Jannies and Jambres first in your own heart you must remove the veil from your own heart by drinking. The fountain of God's righteousness removes the veil from your heart. Keep drinking and obeying. It will remove the veil from your minds. I'm preaching to me now. That's what I want. More and more of him, less and less of me, until his ability, that's all that's left in there. I get a taste of future power that is a potential possibility that I might walk in it's like God giving you a teaser. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing he does. He says, if you stay obedient, here's what the rewards are going to be like if you mature in this realm. I'm going to give you the ability of Jesus Christ to physically fly around with your eight-winged cherubim wings. 
You're gonna fly around like cherub. You're gonna fly around like lightning. You're gonna breathe fire like the seraphim. All the nine races of all the nine angel groups of heaven will be developed in you in the nine fruits of the spirit into a level of maturity that is the absolute mastery of the ability of all the nine races of the angels of the kingdom of heaven this is what we're maturing in that's written in luke 20 verse 32 they are the angel-like sons of god the children of the resurrection therefore they cannot die angel-like why because you're taking your bodies with you like jesus jesus used his wings psalms 91 the wings of the almighty jesus has wings he's flying around all over the bible if you read it but he flew in acts 1 up into the cloud how did he do that as a man he was a god man he was an angel-like son of God that used his angelic powers, his angelic wings, to physically fly. And the truth is, you're not as far off from that right now as you think you are, because your brain's a liar. Your spirit's excited for it. Let your spirit conquer and renew your mind. Be transfigured by the renewing your mind by the washing of the water of the word of grace empowering you in this place and your spirit will change you, and you'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. What's the twinkling of an eye? It's a reference to stars. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder. We don't wonder anymore, because we don't wander anymore. God's signs and wonders follow, because we're not wandering and wondering, those who believe. So now what comes forth from your hearts? Twinkling of an eye. The stars of righteousness be released from your hearts. And the mental ascension of the brain that's trying to manifest all this stuff that I'm saying today, that's where you need the cross. Brain, gross darkness must decrease. Spirit, ever-increasing glory must increase. But of this he spoke of the seven spirits of God in you. You don't have to pray for that. You have them in you already. You're born of God. You're born of the fullness of God. Colossians 2.10, the Bible says, you're made full at birth. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Full spiritual stature is where and when at birth. Now what's catching up? Soul, heart, brain, which means eight pounds, six ounce Jesus in the manger was the fullness of deity in bodily form. Lightning comes in small packages, like C4, like dunamis dynamite, explosives. This is powerful stuff. It's like a second Adam's bomb of the first Adam's fall. Adam's bomb. That'll burn the hairs off your head. That'll burn the hairs off your dendrite forest in your brains. You got hairs in your brains, too. It's good news for some of you. You're not bald on the inside. Remember Elijah and those bears. Elisha. God is removing the shame of the prophets. Not that they're ashamed, but they're attacked, dishonored. The real ones, the false ones, are honored in churches and have huge ministries, but the real powerful prophets, they don't let them talk in churches. They'd tear the roof off that place. They'd tear the walls down, especially if you really get mature. You have house church at that point. You're in the book of Acts. What's the book of Acts? 
They went from house to house, breaking bread and fellowshipping and celebrating the Lord and the doctrines of the apostles, it is written, which means they were feasting and revelating house to house in the book of Acts. That's the prescription of practicing revival. And, you know, today with all this legalism of the Kabbalists and the Freemason society that you live in and the first world nations, they'll try to shut you down if you make your church a business. They have control over you legally. The Luciferians, the high-level Kabbalists, they come in, they 501c3, the IRS, all of them, they just shut you down. They can do anything what they want with you. They control you by money. But if you have it in a house and it's a house church, they can't do that. I've had Scottish Rite warlocks try to come into Joel's bar, but because it's a private house, I just said, no, you can't come. And they just start gnashing their teeth because they're so used to controlling Christians that when you fight back using the law of freedom with an actual wisdom, knowing what they are, and it's all revealed, that these are wicked sorcerers of Babylon that only want to kill, steal, and destroy from the Christian born-again race of every nation, tribe, and tongue, around the throne and in the throne, in that living water, in those stars of righteousness. They want to control you and maintain your birthright and inheritance in the heavenlies, but we're going to raise you up and we're going to teach you how to overthrow your sorcerer overlords. Not through rioting, not through Gandhi fasting Snickers bars. <laughs> Not through making a mess or even protesting and praying at the White House. That's not us. We're not, we're, we're not the tribe that wears duct tape, although God bless those people. I think it's cool. I have no problem with anything that a person does, does under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I enjoy it, whether it be holy place, inner court, outer court, and we don't even claim to be better than them. Who cares? Really. Just serve all. Get the pride out. Get all the stubbornness out. Get all the knowledge that puffs up out and obey the mandate that God gives you and you'll do your part in the body. They might be doing their part in the body. It's great wisdom, Rick Joyner's the final quest series that says you need to honor every elevation on the mountain. People come around the teachings of the sons of God, they get puffed up in pride and think, man, I'm better than the Mennonites now. Oh, look at me, I'm in the glory stream, I'm in this with the sons of God and I'm not even going home to Christmas. Wearing one of those freaking Amish hats and horse and buggy. Forget that, man. Have you seen my new turbo lately? Oh, yeah. And Jake's parents came in and flew in and ate with him today. I was going to say, bring him to Joel's bar, but I, I, I didn't say that. So just God bless him, Lord. God bless him. Sincerely, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, we bless everyone and curse no one. Amen. Oh, goosebumps. It feels so good to love from the, the realm of God the Father's righteousness without any mixture of insincerity. There's a sincerity in practicing righteousness where everything comes from the heart of the Father. Now, there's no righteousness under the sun, but righteousness comes from above the sun. From Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. It doesn't have its origin in man. Wisdom doesn't have any origin in man or in any education and any Greek system or philosophy. Wisdom has its origin inside God, your Heavenly Father. 
and wisdom that is first of all pure comes down from heaven, James writes. So wisdom comes from heaven above the sun, righteousness comes from heaven above the sun, and love comes from heaven above the sun. How many of y'all know there's zero love under the sun unless it came from God the Father above the sun through the Lamb of God and that river in Revelation 22. That's the river of all godliness that reigns upon all flesh. People then often say, oh, it's me. Oh, yes, I'm the skilled worker here. Oh, yes, I'm the great apostle. I'm the great prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor. I'm the great businessman. I'm the Jeff Bezos inventor of Amazon Prime. I'm the Bill Gates. This is why you have a computer right now. All these things that people boast in, like they're the inventor. The Bible says you invented nothing. The Bible says everything was invented by God. Everything came down from God. Now, whether they use it for wickedness or righteousness, that's on their own conscience, and that determines their eternal fate in heaven or hell. What you do with the things that come from God, the Bible says God visited the earth and gave gifts to men. He's still scattering gifts abroad. He's still raining down gifts. There's gifts. It's Christmas every day in the cosmic tree of life. He's going to give you some gifts. They'll remove the strife even with your wife. Oh, there's a miracle there. You'll never even worry about money again. I don't even have faith for that. Do you know how bad this inflation is on my electric bill? Gas used to be 229 when Trump was in office. Now it's 469. Joe Biden. Mm. Angry. We're going to turn the USA red for red letter ministries, not Republican, but yeah, Republican. <laughs> Amen. Pro-life. I really do love my conservative Republican born-again evangelical Church of America brothers and sisters. I like Ann Graham lots. I do. I like Franklin Graham. I love the morality. I enjoy it. It refreshes me. I love the strictness of their love for the Bible, even in the Southern Baptists. I have no doubt Paul Washer's saved. Some of these Baptist strict preachers that even say speaking in tongues is demonic, it don't offend me. God's not offended by man's levels. God's omniscient. He understands where you're at. He knows what level you're comfortable with. You come around the sons of God, you're comfortable with a different level. You go around Paul Washer, you're comfortable with a different level. But that level is still to be honored. Because people get saved down there, and that's better than going to hell. Now, you want to work your way up the mountain. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom goes up. Wisdom builds her seven pillars. Proverbs 9.1 She kills her beasts, which is your familiar spirits, your animal nature, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, all the struggles in your thought life, all the struggles in your mental and moral attitudes, all your opinions and criticisms and judgments towards other. You look at anyone on the outside, be like, oh man, I dress better than that bum. All the freaking lumberjack season, you know, freaking rednecks everywhere. Judging people whether they live in trailer parks, whether they live in the crack house. It's Chateau a la Crac. Just so you know. It's the official group, it's Chateau 
a la crack. You gotta see the second floor bathroom. That's the only part we're gonna show you in the video. And and now, internships are five star, seven star Dubai, thousand dollars a night. You're like, yeah, no wonder why no one ever comes. It's because the righteousness is so strict and rigid. People are just really, really attached to beasts. And the beasts are always kind of influencing your thought life to attack the prophets. You know, it's like the beast, uh, he has a really good point. <laughs> it's true. The brain is like this, oh, man, that beast was telling me the truth. Brandon is a backstabbing hypocrite. He doesn't care for me. He's only doing it for money. And our he doesn't practice anything he preaches. He's totally immoral. They have a sex cult. They're just into all kinds of weird stuff and they just cover it up with weirder teaching every season. <laughs> and then and then I like the old one they say on YouTube. I've read about 100,000 negative comments towards me and none of them stuck. I, it's entertaining for me, but I, I really and I love these people and I bless everyone who curses me sincerely With all my spirit soul mind and strength and the fountain of these righteous stars. I bless every single one of them I hate to be you on judgment day That's my all-time favorite one <laughs> That one hit me so hard. I've been drunk on that one for 15 years. I remember when that we started broadcasting the drunken glory and some of these videos went totally viral and we had like a hundred thousand views of how to toke the ghost, how to get drunk on God and and then the Vice documentary that's still getting millions of views and introducing people into mystical Christianity and I like that documentary I think they did an amazing job it's wonderful I get drunk every time I look at it <laughs> and uh, even though there's misunderstanding what do you expect you know, these are a bunch of cokeheads from England. You're, you're not dealing with, you know, apostles here. These people literally eat, drink, and be merry. These are literal people that snort cocaine and have all kinds of different sexual partners. So you're not... You're, when you start to deal with the world, you're at a different set of values. And you can't let the world and those values corrupt your morality and your values. You have to... Be stronger in your morality in the light of the Father in you than they are in darkness in them. And if you're not, they will stain your garments. They'll corrupt your morals. Next thing you know, you're like Wolf of Wall Street around here. Coming in this place an hour late, kicking your shoes up and looking at me with the devil in your eyes. <laughs> Oh, no one in particular, but uh, Justin Greeman. Oh, Lord, we just release the white stars for him right now. Bless him. Bless his Boaz mantle. Bless him. In Jesus' name, a baptism of the fountain of righteousness. Head to toes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'll just switch modes right here because God's taking me into a different dimension of teaching. We need to understand that marketplace and business is worship to the Father. Jesus Christ said, I'm about my Father's business. 
He didn't say I'm about my father's high priest. I'm the apostle of faith. You know, he didn't even call himself an apostle. Paul called Jesus Christ an apostle in Hebrews 9-11, apostle of faith, Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't. Jesus called himself a businessman. You know that? He didn't, never even called himself this priest stuff. Here's the reason. It was about excellence and service. You can get away being a sloth and being a slob and just being a gross drunk in full-time ministry. And people will give you money because they think it's the new cutting edge thing of God. If you do that in business, in the marketplace, you'll be fired literally constantly. We know that from experience around here. <laughs> Stephanie Vossler. <laughs> Yeah, we let Jake off the hook on that one. We've been Holy Ghost. But they'd probably be homeless living out of the gutter if I didn't give them free rent. <laughs> but we're learning how to be excellent in business. We're learning that this whole aspect of our lives is holy to the Lord not just full-time ministry. If you're working unto the Lord, in the Lord, business is worship, pure worship to the Father. This is how going to work is fun and it's not burdensome. You know, some of you need to just get an upgrade in the stars of righteousness. Some of you just need an upgrade in the fountain of the Lamb right now. And you need to release right out of your belly rivers to begin to work from the Lord, with the Lord, and even pretend to be the Scottish Rite with your hand inside your vest, you know? That's how they, they say that when you're in the deep state and you're in the Illuminati and you're a Kabbalist and a, and a Freemason warlock, you don't salute and you, and you don't put your hand on your heart, you put it inside your coat like Moses' leprosy. That's what you see with all the royal families in Europe and, and then, uh, all the different Masons in the US government. Because it's an understanding of the angelic world. Now we're against sorcery, that's Kabbalah, that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They call it the tree of life. It's not, Satan's a liar. His nature is a lie, he's been a liar from the beginning. It's not the tree of life. What Kabbalah calls the tree of life is in fact the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Christians are so bewitched by Luciferian Kabbalah in buildings made by human hands, they're paranoid of the cosmic tree of life. They'd rather stay safe down in some safe 200, 500 year old doctrine down in the dirt than to climb up in the roots of David and get into the clouds of Revelation 14, 14, which is the vision I saw today of Jesus Christ. He's the rider of the glory cloud, wearing the golden crown. And what is he holding in his hand? A sharp sickle. And when he swung it, all the harvest of the world was brought into that cloud that he's riding on right now. Why hasn't it happened yet? Because you gotta go up into the cloud. Pray for harvesters, pray for people to ascend in the path of righteousness through obedience to the works of the Holy Spirit. Even the apostle Paul had to learn the works of the, of the Holy Spirit you're not just born again 
and then all of a sudden you're just a master just a enlightened master a guru oh i'm an apostle now you get born again and you you've been around like three years around the prophets and we think we're something special we go out and start our own ministries worst thing you could do is start your own ministry that is absolute foolishness now start your own business that's prescription get excellent in marketplace that's prescription and then as you're excellent in natural things you can be excellent in spiritual things jesus christ said in the bible but if you're not excellent in natural things jesus said you cannot be excellent in spiritual things it's a principle for all time we are the exact opposite we try to be excellent in spiritual things but are completely terrible at natural things why because we're backwards in our school of education we haven't been in the apostolic school correctly and there's time for it because everyone here is super young 12 youth apostles young kids you know john was like the youngest he'd be 18. peter probably the oldest he'd be like 24. and he already has a wife and kids and a businessman in the fisheries but they were kids according to the sanhedrin these are little children they said how can someone so young know so much it is written notice that the youthfulness it's because they were not developed in the tree of knowledge it's because they were immature in the tree of knowledge they could still be clay in the potter's hand jesus christ the master potter to become the tree of life and they did their names are actually the gates of the tree of life it's written in revelation the 12 gates of the 12 apostles of the lamb and the 12 gates of the 12 tribes of israel and you need both of them to ascend you can't go up without israel you can't go up without the 12 apostles you need the 12 tribes times the 12 apostles which is what the 144,000, which are stars manifesting from your hearts truth and yeah you need the old testament wisdom and the new testament grace mixed in your heart that's why wisdom proverbs 91 mixes her wine then what killing beasts how often every day priesthood of melchizedek new covenant priesthood is killing the mark of the beast in your forehead every day you know i'm killing the mark of the beast in my forehead every single day it don't matter if you're a 92 year old apostle john on patmos guys he was still shocked when he heard a voice above him say come up here he was still on the earth he was an earthly apostle john the beloved the hundredfold the glory realm the one that was after god's heart representing the holy of holies the holy of holies love apostle perhaps the greatest apostle of all time john was still earthly in his 90s and a voice boomed in heaven revelation 4 1 and said john come up here leaving the earthly of the seven churches of asia minor into the heavenly of the cosmic tree of life to begin practicing righteousness at a cosmic level like adam and eve before the fall that's what we lost job knew about it he's writing about constellations in job all the men of righteousness in the bible practiced something above the sun it was the path of the lightnings read the book of enoch enoch was scripture into 500 a.d keep reading enoch until you understand it and you're walking in it there's an excellence in those stairways of light 
There's an excellence that will refine your spirit, soul, and mind, and your heart, the veil come off your heart, the veil come off your mind, and you begin to see what God sees with seven eyes, and there's a bronze sea before the temple. And in front of the bronze sea was what? Two pillars, Jachin and Boaz. Boaz was a businessman, Jachin was a priest that held up the meeting place of God, the temple of universal Yahweh worship in the Old Testament. And now in the new covenant, your body is that temple. That's why we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, because now 1 Corinthians 6:19 says, You are Solomon's temple. And you'll deal with Solomon's lust as you get purified by the sea. And by doing the works of the Holy Spirit, and by doing the works of the Lamb, and by doing the works of the Father. You will purify your hearts from all unrighteousness. What's unrighteousness? Beasts. Any place where your brain is relying on your hand, you are currently practicing sorcery. So Jesus Christ said, cut off your hand so that you can enter the kingdom of heaven. Any place that you're judging by your physical eyes, Jesus Christ said, pluck it out. Pull your eyeball out and throw it away so that you could enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what he said. Now we say, oh, I don't literally do that. Well, some people have literally done that to great benefit. In the Middle Ages, I've read about them. Some people like, couldn't stop masturbating. They taught me this stuff in Bible college. Blame the AG. Don't blame me. There were men in the Middle Ages, monks, that couldn't stop jerking off, so they cut their hands off to little stubs so they could be holy. True story. It happened. I read about it. I'm like, that's what this generation needs. <laughs> Take that, Pornhub. <laughs> Amen. How are you going to whack off when you can't, you don't even have fingers? Amen. Forget being a eunuch. Just chop their hands off. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Glory. <laughs> What would Osama bin Laden do <laughs> if he was born again? He'd probably be pretty radical, because that's definitely an apostolic calling. Now we like to judge Arabs and Persians and everyone different than us, and we, we worship white Jesus. Because that's what he looks like, because we've created a Jesus in our own image. Jesus looks like me. I had a friend, he's still a close friend, he's a white guy, but he only worships black Jesus, and he is serious. If you bring up white Jesus, he'll rebuke you to your face. He says, that's a devil, that's a demon spirit, that's that Luciferian white Jesus, that Roman Catholic Luciferian Jesus, and he has all kinds of teachings for why you only worship black Jesus. Amen. That'd be a good tattoo, just get black Jesus on you. Thank you, Jesus. He'll come in any form to reach you in. The truth is, is he's all things to all people in hopes of saving some. What is he going to save you from tonight? Janay's and John Bray's sorcery. Because y'all a mess. <laughs> Oh, it's okay to experience 
God the Father correcting and disciplining those he loves because if you don't experience your bastards and that's totally what the Bible says and oftentimes in our bastard society our fatherless society our our society that doesn't have discipline or correction we just kind of let the child go and then they're alcoholics by the time they're 22 and they're just total sluts and just a mess and you need discipline from God the Father. I know I did. You're not going to make it unless you have fatherly correction from your heavenly Father. And it will come through prophets and apostles too. But it, it needs to be received to you with an understanding that God is correcting you because He loves you and wants your success. If you're offended by the Father's correction, you cannot grow. And so people come in our spoiled brat American society, our first world society, and they've never been corrected as adults, even though their lives are just a total mess. I mean, I even see the stubbornness in drug addicts. You see the stubbornness in alcoholics. You could be just the biggest loser in our society. I mean, there's a lot of them. And you're still not teachable in your pig trough. That's how bad the pride is out there. And that's the truth anyhow. They still be completely stubborn in the manure pile of the dog vomit. I ain't changing and your life is terrible and you still are unteachable. That's everywhere, guys. That's everywhere. But if you want to become disciples of the kingdom of heaven, you're embracing a lifestyle of discipline as a disciple of the apostle Jesus Christ who loves you and understands what's best for you. He's your creator. He's your savior. He's your master. He's your Adonai. He's the Lord of your thoughts, the Lord of your spirits. He's the Father of lights, Jesus Christ, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Almighty God, wonderful counselor. His name written on your forehead, he wants you branded like cattle. We say, oh no, no not cattle. No, sheep of the great shepherd. Sheep are worse than cattle. They're dumber. Truth in you. So we'll just spare you that kind of uh, humility and we'll just go into cattle because we want to leap like calves from stalls and the thing is if we're not corralled by cowboy Jesus on his Wagyu steak farm because the father likes solid meat he'll eat the flesh off your bones but there'll be new flesh underneath it cosmic attributes that can't die the diamonds are right inside you the gemstones and the angel feathers are right inside you but you gotta let the Father eat the flesh off your bones. You gotta let him drink the marrow out of your bones. If you don't, you ain't gonna make it because you're resisting God the Father transfiguring you. Transfiguration comes from the annihilation of the animal. And if we say no and we like the animal and we are complacent to the abilities of our own brains and our own hands, we have said no to the Father's ability and we're married to ourselves. What does it say in Jude? They'll be lovers of themselves, which is liking their own ability in the end times. If you are satisfied with your own ability, you are currently against God. To put it mildly, you're an antichrist. You're against Christ. You're anti-Christ. It's true. If you are in love with your brain's ability, your hand's ability, you're against Christ's ability. Christian ability is a different nature. 
It's a different ability. It's angelic. It's completely of the nine angelic races. If you're against those angelic abilities being developed in your spirit through the discipline of the Father and the correction of the Father and the love of the Father and the training of God the Father, you are being manipulated by demons, beasts that you haven't killed, into an expression on the surface of the earth of pseudo-success. And so that's the wide path of destruction. Fake, false success is success only in the brain. In the place where I live, I've been praying for the owner of this place for 20 years. I've never seen him before. There's constant stuff breaking down. It's a very old building, but it's very, very nice. One of the nicest places in Minneapolis. But I've noticed over the years that the owner is cheap. He doesn't upgrade. He doesn't update. He does the cheapest possible thing and doesn't care about the tenants or the people living there and all of the amenities. They're just broken. They're not remodeled. They're not taken care of. And he won't give them the money to make it right. And so it's been one of my main prayer requests for the last 20 years praying for the owner of this building. Today I met him. It was fulfilling a 20-year prophecy. And he was an old 88-year-old man. He had this little dolly thing that he was pushing, a little, you know, basically on a stretcher. And the manager's walking him, holding his shoulder, carrying him basically as a walking dead corpse down the hallway. There was no health, there was no life. It was pure darkness. And I'm sure he's a Kabbalist. You could feel it and see it and sense the demons and the death and the dryness in this person's flesh and soul and spirit. And there was a demonic authority there too that kind of tried to scoot me out of the way because the, the big wig, the owner, is coming through. You know, it could be a mafia, probably Russian mafia, who knows, Jewish mafia. They pretty much run everything in Minnesota and the USA, so probably. And so you could feel that demonic authority of the Kabbalah, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the cosmic tree of the false tree of life. You could feel that in this guy. And I've stepped into a realm where I can release the stars of righteousness towards any level of enemy in any principality, any demon god. Not that I'm perfect or anything, but I, we've been a warrior tribe from the very beginning, the tribe of Judah and the apostleship of John. Judah times John. You have to have 12 tribes times 12 apostles in order to have cosmic garments, in order to do anything apostolically. Those are the two he gave me, and I love them, Judah and John. And that's what we've been walking in the whole time, 16 years of full-time ministry. Now, the Judah and John celestial dimension of releasing these 144,000 stars, probably 12,000, can come right out of my heart towards these wicked servants of unrighteous mammon. Why are they cheap? Why are they stingy? They got millions, guys. Look at them. Bezos has like billions. Why isn't there anyone ending world hunger? We say, oh, it's success, you don't do that. No, it's because you're in the wrong tree, you don't do that. Jesus would do it. They don't do it because you gain success from Satan's kingdom in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil through brown nosing in the Kabbalah system of fallen angels and you think that's just how it is out there. You're meant to be ambassadors of Christ, of the tree of life, changing it. 
Marketplace Revival will devour Jannies and Jambres in business, and that is what Satan is most afraid of, losing his money to Christian businessmen and Christian businesswomen who are practicing righteousness at a star level of living stars. Jesus said today, help them with this. Help them with this. If there's water that can be living water, don't you think there are stars that could be living stars? Obviously, Son of Righteousness is written in the Word, and the seven stars are written in the Word. She's wearing a crown of 12 stars in her head, Revelation 12, 1, written in the Word. The issue is there's such a Kabbalah brainwashing in our culture that we cringe at these abilities, even though it's the only way you're going to make a dent in the curse of the fall. I know because I've been warring using all the gifts of the Spirit and the Apostolic and the Prophetic since 2006, and I've been beat up and shredded and have suffered total loss, had my whole ministry destroyed and rebuilt like 15 times. I know what works and what doesn't work from experience. This is it, promised land angelic ability. This works on a cosmic level. There's a reason why the enemy has kept this hidden from Christians. Because it's the promised land that produces peace. Jerusalem, Salem, a city in a realm of peace for your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, and houses, and businesses, and lands, and success. Where there is no more demons, and when there is no more problem, where there's no more sickness, where there's no more sin. It devours darkness on a level most of you right now can't even imagine even if you're told but you have stars in you you have stars of righteousness assigned to you and you can release them out of your heart and the truth is there's unlimited you'll never run out father God's fountain of righteousness already in your hearts this fountain that every single one of you in this tribe has can release living stars from your heart, not from your head. The mental ascension stuff will shut it down. And you get into witchcraft, you get into sorcery, and you reveal your sinful nature that, oh wow, man is but a worm. Yeah, now I'm not getting into man anymore. I'm getting out of man, I'm getting into God. God's in your spirit, ever-increasing glory in your spirit. Man, this is man in the brain. That's darkness, that's ever-increasing darkness, gross darkness. So you get more and more out of your brain's ability, mental ascension, and this thing submitted to Christ in your spirit, turns into five diamond senses. When your senses, which is your brain, your skull, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your touch gates become golden, that's a person submitted to Christ in their spirit. When they become diamond, that's a person who has mastery over the universe. And that's where we're going. It's called the perfect conscience. Being perfect, not just in spirit, but in word and in deed. Accredited by God in word and deed, Jesus Christ the Messiah. Are you accredited by God in word and deed? No, you're not. You're not. But you will be as you grow in righteousness and transfigure your five physical senses by submitting to the fountain of the Father's righteous stars from your hearts. And if you think there's another way and this is just Red Letter Ministries being extreme again, you got another thing coming. This is Book of Enoch scripture. It's written in the Word. This is the seven stars in his right hand. 
to the seven churches of Asia Minor that are no longer meant to be in Asia, that are no longer meant to be earthly, but are now meant to mature into cosmic ephod Christianity. Breastplate of judgment, breastplate of righteousness, the 12 gemstones of the high priest ephod is your marriage garments. You have to have these stones. Onyx on the shoulders, this isn't optional. They dress up in the little Kabbalah meetings and they have the secret society little costumes and they wear a little Freemason napkin over their belly and their spirits and have all kinds of counterfeit stars in the heavens and demon altars and do all the counterfeit. It's all stolen light. It's all stolen grace. Usually counterfeit because of stolen from Christians that reject these realms of cosmic tree of life righteousness like some of you right now rejecting it. So you go around the mountain another season instead of going up the mountain. You need to go up the mountain and learn the cosmic ability in Christ. Why? There are stars on the head and in the hand and there's windows and there's portals in heaven and the terrestrial and the earthly is unspiritual and demonic like we read yesterday in James 3, but the heavenly is the promised land. We need to rise from the dead. This generation is predestined and foreordained to be the children of the resurrection, angel-like. Therefore, they shall never die. Luke 20, 32, it is written, which means the angelic has to supersede the animalic, which is what? The renewing of the mind, the mark of the beast, the 666 in the forehead. What is 666? You say mark of the beast. No, it is faith in money. The first mention, it's a biblical principle of 666, is how much money the queen of Egypt gave to Solomon, the king of Israel, annually. And it's not even about how much and all that, that's just fun. It was about the conquering of the world's money. Okay, this is what Satan's most scared of. He's the lover of money, the god of this world. Christians say we don't love money. Of course we don't love money. The love of money is the root of all evil. But without money, you can't pay your bills. You're a homeless bum on the street. Again, car mud splashed on you and you're a bum don't you think the most successful people in the history of the world the Jewish race 4% of the US population that control 40% of its wealth might know a little thing about excellence the central banking system run by the Rothschild family that set the gold standard in the city of London within London don't you know think they know something about excellence so well, that's Illuminati well no it's the mastery of the Old Testament with the rejection of Jesus Christ which most Christians have anyway, so it's not much different. They're just more success and refined and, and in business. But we got a false Jesus oftentimes, so instead of the success of the Jews and the excellence of the diamond market of 5th Street, New York, Manhattan, we just got all these complaints and arguments against excellence and just all kinds of paranoid schizophrenic doctrines and belief systems against sorcery, but we ourselves are the dogs under the sorcerers and haven't learned the excellence of the roots of David to go up and actually do anything about it. See, we need teaching and illumination of the scriptures. When Jesus Christ taught them in his resurrection form as the children of the resurrection, the first thing he did was burn up their hearts by illuminating the scripture. Open the seven seals of the scroll, which is the Bible, so that your spirit can digest it and get strong in the nine angelic races that are in the God sperm seed genetics in your spiritual stomach, so you can grow up as an eight-winged cherubim and physically fly like Jesus Christ into the clouds. 
Or Ezekiel, fly like Jesus Christ a thousand miles he did in the Bible. Or walk through walls, walk on water. Potini, drink deadly poison and it shall not harm you. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, drive out demons, do all the supernatural things Jesus did and greater works will you do because he's going to the Father. John 14, 12. How to do the works of the Lamb. It takes an overcomer to get the gifts of an overcomer and to use them from the conquering realm of the overcomer. Overcoming and conquering are the same thing. You're more than conquerors. What are you conquering? Everything, not just spirits, but the marketplace, but business, but houses, but lands. Every single aspect of society in the restoration of all things is meant to be consumed for the pure worship and enjoyment of God the Father in heaven. That is the meaning of life, is getting really good at your divine calling and destiny, whether it be in the 11 tribes of business or the one tribe of Levi in full-time ministry, but getting so good and excellent in it for the pure worship of the Father. Not the worship of you, not pride, none of this, none of self. You know, you will go from excellence to excellence if you live your life in all that you do for worship to the Father. But if it's for any other motivation, if it's for any other intention of the heart, the Word of God judges the thoughts and the intentions of our spirit and our soul and our mind and our bones and our marrow. And it's always checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves. He's checking us because He loves us and He's correcting us and He's training us in higher ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, declares the Lord, and my ways are higher than your ways, it is written, so that you can walk in the same ancient paths of the lightnings and the thunders and the stars as Enoch and Elijah and Jesus Christ and the great apostle Paul and the great apostle John and the great apostle Rebecca. <laughs> and all the manifesting sons of God that come after her. It's true. I mean, there one billion youth harvest, mostly youth. They got some old timers around here, some Joshua and Caleb's. They're in their 80s. Everyone else is like a teenager. It's like real world MTV. Led by grandma and grandpa. And grandma and grandpa are cool. That's why they're still here. Everyone else that wasn't cool is dead. That's exactly how it is. Because they stayed youthful. They stayed in faith. They stayed in the promised land wine. This is paradise for drinkers. I know this is Gideon's 300 globally listening right now at the sound of my voice. You're about to be introduced to pure liquid lightning Father God perfect wine. You ain't never had wine like this before, trust me. This wine is so pure, the angelic in you will come forth with feathers. Will come forth with angelic tongues. You begin speaking seraphim. You begin speaking ophanim. You begin speaking cherubim. I was speaking cherubim last night with lightnings coming out of me, striking people. People, it was, it was wild, man. It was all because I was drinking white lightning. We should patent that. The new kombucha, Red Letter Ministries, energy drink, white lightning. It's just water that we prayed over from the tap. 99.99 a bottle. 
Make that bottle big. Four ounces. <laughs> for a four ounce bottle. It's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you a lot more than a hundred bucks. It's gonna cost you your dignity, respectability. It will cost you your family and friends. You'll have new family and new friends. If they love righteousness, they'll be around. If they don't, two will be sleeping in bed, one will be taking one remain, two be grinding in the mill, one will be taking one remain, two be in the open field, one will be taking one remain. They ain't gonna stick around when you walk into these realms. You're gonna bring down the breastplate of judgment of the high priest in your heart and release the lightnings of the seven stars with seven thunders resting in the realm of your house and your abode and your land and nothing unclean can even exist under that level of cosmic tree of life staff of righteousness that you throw to the ground that will eat every blue snake in your brains everything creeping crawling in your veins everything inside and around side gobbled up for Thanksgiving, gobble gobble. Amen. He's gonna he's a gobbler. He's coming to eat every snake. Eagles eat snakes. The great white eagles coming, not just with one man, with a one billion man army. It's gonna be like the locust army of the book of Joel, where they devour everything. We're devouring all sin and all death and all curses and all demon gods in the cosmos and all birds in the air and all beasts on the ground and everything that crawls underground in Hades and Tartarus and everything that flies in the prince of the power of the air and all the class of demon gods of principalities all wickedness in cosmic places will be absolutely incinerated by the tree of life and it's happening already it's broken open they know it they're desperate but they can't do anything because Jesus defeated them all on the cross and we have taken our cross up Mount Zion up Mount Sinai up Mount Everest up the mountain of the Lord of all the high place of the seven mountains of the earth of all the high places everywhere for this mountain to become chief of all the mountains in the last days and it's the mountain of your own cross in Christ. And if you're carrying it and going up, you're a part of the mountain. But if you're not carrying it and not going up and just living out of your senses, you're down in the valley of death. So let everyone at the sound of my voice understand their cross is the sheep gate to the Father. How high can you go? There's no cap. The seventh heaven goes on forever. If you get out through the second heaven into the third heaven into paradise in the throne room of God, you keep going up. There's more. There's the realm of the seraphim, the realm of fire, the realm of the angels. Higher and higher and higher you go until all the seven heavens are ascended by your cross right now that you already have. You have that cross. You have the ability to rise. Use it. It's not burdensome. It's basic obedience to the commandment from God the Father. Those who love me will obey my commandments. But if we're full of jannies and jambres, we can't hear clearly. If there's snakes in our ears, we ain't hearing clearly. We're listening to the Kabbalah legalists. And I know that. I can see that. But we need the snakes removed from our ears. Some of you need to do a little fasting and pull out the serpents of Janes and Jambres, like two evil serpent snakes in your forehead. And you'll actually feel those slimy, slippery snakes of the curse of the fall come right out your ears and your forehead. And you can take those snakes and throw them under your feet. 
and crush the serpent under your heel as you rise from the dead using the cross of Jesus Christ that's already in your spirit. You can deliver yourself. It's true. Sanctification, be holy as your Father in heaven is, is holy, is you purifying yourself with what God's already given you. He's given you the spirit. He's given you a cross. He's given you the word. He's given you a Bible. He's given you a conscience. He's given you a heart, a mind. He's given you a body that you dwell in. If you use it in obedience, you'll destroy the works of the devil in you, through you, and all around you constantly. All it takes is obedient lovers. We love God's commandments. I love everything he's ever asked me to do. Honestly, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. There's been hard things he's asked me to do. We've faced persecution on levels most Christians can't even comprehend. And negativity and opposition and principalities. And it's it, there's been times where I had nothing to comfort me in life. Years even. Nothing except the Father in me. And it was more than enough. And I was drunk and happy and blessed the whole freaking time. And it was just complete hell on earth all around me. Everyone's sick. Everyone backsliding. Everyone betraying. Everyone full of demons. There's been years of that in my life as I've been a Christian. Years of that. Not even just seasons. Whole years where it's just... The majority of one, you and the Father. But you get through it and you make disciples of all nations around you, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it clears up, it cleans up, the word goes forth, it doesn't return void, and you begin to have friends and family around that love the Holy Ghost, that love the mountain of the Lord, that love the cross, that love the higher things, the more mystical things, the more hidden things, the secrets of righteousness things, the secrets of wisdom, who love the fountain of the great deep, and they love the rains of lightning in the sky. They love the, the living waters. They love the living stars. They love the living Father. And you start to surround yourself through experiences so only the people of the living God who are alive, active, and energized are around you. And you look for the dead. The Bible says they'll look for the dead and not find them for they are all taken away. There'll be no more dead. There'll be no more death. If you begin practicing this righteousness, this holiness, this purity, and obeying this word and letting the seven spirits of God lift your soul up in the secret stairway of the sky, Song of Songs, chapter 2, you're going to go right up into the sun. And only going into the sun is the only way to burn the ravens permanently off of you. You'll have the most opposition when you rise from the dead. Not even the cloud line. They'll hate that you get up that high. But if you go even higher, spirit and soul and mind, and you'll feel it in your body because you begin to metamorphosize, you begin to transfigure and you can't get sick anymore. You can't literally ever get sick. You can't even have a cough or a cold because you'd be flying so high into the sun of righteousness with healing in his wings and beams that all the curse burns off through the sun, the glory of the sun. Jesus, yeah, Jesus is the light of the sun. God of gods, light of lights. Truth, anyhow. The Bible says that God created the stars and their hosts, and they obey his word. And he said in Genesis 1, it is good. So if the stars are actually a reflection of the Father's glory, 
when you go into the star, you are healing your DNA, you are healing your physical nature, your brain gets healed, your brain starts operating in its spiritual ability. It's a spiritual science. It's practical wisdom. It's true righteousness. It's the path of Enoch. It's the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter physically until the sun is pouring out of your faces. And you can only experience it as children of the resurrection. If you stay down below under doctrines of demons or just disagreeing with the prophets, you're actually rejecting the marriage supper. You're rejecting Jesus. You're disobeying the Father. And we justify it because we have 500 years of false teaching under the Kabbalists of Freemasonry in our Christian churches, a Christian fraternity, a Christian organization, where one out of three, usually three out of three pastors, are members of the Masonic Lodge and practitioners of the cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there's altars in there to angels of light that deceive. And you just go to church and listen to them teach God outside-minded bewitchment and you wonder why your whole houses are cursed and you're still working by the sweat of your brow instead of the fruit of your lips 500 years later in your same nation. It's intentional on purpose with knowledge to completely incarcerate the Christian race as the slaves of the master sorcerers of Babylon the Great and they did it on purpose and they'll sacrifice you as animals just like the book of Leviticus. They practice Leviticus today. These sorcerers of Kabbalah make you human beings the animal sacrifices in their wars and rumors of wars. And you just think you're heroes when you get their silver stars. I tell you the truth. You are the animal sacrifices for Jewish sorcery. Read the book of Leviticus. It's all Kabbalah. You know what Kabbalah is? Practicing the Old Testament without the New Testament. You can even practice the New Testament and be a Kabbalist. But if you get into the fountain of grace and the word of grace, you're no longer into religion. You're no longer into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and all 200 million flying foul birds of Satan. You're now in to the Holy Ghost and the Holy Angels, which we know is at least 400 million. Twice the amount, because he only took one third of the stars. I believe it's innumerable. I believe you can't even count it. How many holy angels we have. But it's just to reassure you in the second heavens that two out of three are holy angels that obey their posts and the angels are still there attached to their stars. Genesis 1. God created the stars and their angels. That's the word in Hebrew. So the one-third that left, they became wandering stars, Book of Jude. That's what you're at war against. That's why they say don't go into that realm. Yeah, don't go into the fallen wandering star realm, but make sure you go up the path of righteousness. Otherwise, you won't even have a staff of righteousness to, to devour the staffs of the Egyptian sorcerers of Janus and Jambres. And the tree of Kabbalah, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, will literally enslave you as animals in the dirt and the earth. But because wisdom and righteousness is now being taught and preached to you from the manifesting sons of God, your spirit is going to start releasing fountains of stars, and these are the stars that ward for Deborah in Judges 5.20, and they will end the curse of the fall forever. It will end the curse of the law forever. It'll end darkness and shadows forever, and the earth 
will shine as the sun, the book of Enoch says. The same amount of light. Doesn't mean that you can't walk down here. It just means there won't be shadows down here. You won't be getting cut off on the freeway. You won't have someone budge in line at Starbucks to actually buy your coffee at Starbucks. Love will conquer the whole planet. I'm talking about the Father's stars. The angels and the lights that have a great love for the body of Christ. These stars love you. I've spoken in star language before. I've spoken in angelic tongues many times. My most common tongue is cherubim. That's my main calling as a warring angel of the tribe of Judah. We've been warring this whole time, and now we're going to have all the other angelic tribes come into maturity in our spirit, soul, mind, and body to be the Israel of God, the angelic Israel of God, not just spiritual, but completely and perfectly natural, celestial, cosmic, in holy, ghost-beaming white stars that we pour not your hearts, that will cleanse the earth from all darkness and all shadows and all greed and all mammon and all the hidden altars and all the hidden high places and every place where there is murder and adultery and every place where there is a love of the enemy, that place is being cleansed. Not everyone's going to soften their heart to the stars of righteousness. I'll just tell you that right now. We're only promised one billion from our prophetic fathers. Only promise one billion. Don't get into zeal without knowledge. Say, oh, well, two billion, three million. Don't go beyond what is written. That's foolishness. That's zeal without knowledge. I'm telling you now, I've watched these stars this week, these stars of righteousness, soften hearts and harden hearts. And it's all about the heart. If the heart can receive the light of the Father, if the heart can receive the correction and the love of the Father and soften, that person's eyes begin to flash with light. There's a, you can see the Father went into them and there's light in them. You can, the eyes are the windows of the soul. You can see the Father went into their soul. Now, a lot of times when you're nice to people, you don't see that light in them. They just get taken advantage of. They just walk all over you. And so there's, there's a place where you're no longer nice, you're righteous. And that's what you need. You need strict, rigid righteousness, which is true agape love. And so practicing that with different people this week, unsuspecting people that you'd never imagine, the ones that don't look like it, they don't even act like it, their eyes start to sparkle. And we had that experience this week with the Comcast cable workers. <laughs> it was like the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. And one person that I spent two hours with they end up betraying me and, and fining me $100, even though he sat in my listening chair and administered to him the glory of God and the love of the ages and, and wisdom and blessedness and peace. And I had two hours with this guy. But I noticed there was no change in his eyes after loving on him with cosmic righteousness for two hours. And I just thought, man, that went really well. I really thought that. I'm like, man, I had some awesome ministry with that Ukrainian. Really, really awesome, you know. He ended up betraying me and fining me $100 behind my back and totally uh, just murdering me and rejecting God. Now, the other guy that had to come out and clean up his mess because this guy that betrayed me that I had really tried hard to be nice to and minister to and, and spent two hours of my time, took up all my time, but didn't get anything done. The internet was still broken, wasted all my time, pretended to like me, 
and then betrayed me and stole $100 from me that I had to spend an hour on phone with Comcast get reversed. Then another guy that looked like someone, you know, just came from a Magic the Gathering festival or something, you know, big, huge, like, Neanderthal-looking guy, he just totally unsuspecting. You just can't judge. I'm telling you now, you can't judge by the eyes. His heart softened, and you began to see the sparkling in his eyes after he just opened up the side of the wall took out the two splitters that the guy missed beforehand, completely fixed it perfectly, went into the deep things of all the cabling and cords, replaced them good as new, then went downstairs into the electrical center, and he's a young kid too, they're both about the same age, both looked about 27. One is like a master, but he looks like, you know, he just came out of, you know, a heavy metal band or something like that. Magic the Gathering times death metal. You know, but it... But he had softened his heart and he was open to just breathing in the righteousness and Rebecca and I both noticed his eyes started to flash the glory of the Father by the end of it and he was getting physically drunk. Like he had opened and softened his heart and completely fixed everything. My internet is so insanely fast. The actual speed test says lightning speed. And I got it reversed and, and he took the old TV modem that I turned in two years ago that I was getting charged every month for because Comcast, ooh, pray for them. <laughs> They've been charging me for two years after I dropped it off at their station. So they gave me a refund of $30. It was only an extra dollar and 99 cents a month. But you know what? That means something to me. It's special. It's a buck 99. That's a lot of gum at the station. It's about principle. It really is. And that hundred bucks, as insignificant as it was, it felt like a huge sin against me. It felt like total betrayal. Judas Iscariot sold Jesus Christ for 30 pieces of silver that's worth about 250 bucks. So it was just a little more than that that they sold the Son of God for. That's why a hundred bucks is not a small deal if it's the devil, if it's a principality, or if it's a sincere offering. It's actually the difference between killing God or loving God was just a hundred bucks. That's really biblical. 250 bucks, that's what they sold Jesus Christ for to the Pharisees. 30 pieces of silver and bought the potter's field. Holy Ghost. So he said, these numbers don't matter. It's These numbers are the book of numbers. They matter life and death on every number. They are important to God. God is a mathematician. Now we're not gonna go into algebra or calculus around here or sacred geometry. But we are going to value the feelings and the emotions of the Holy Ghost and numbers are important to Him. God loves the world that none should perish. perish. All eight billion, all the numbers are very important, very valuable. He wants quality and integrity and value in the numbers of your bank account, the numbers of the houses of your household, and the numbers of His house. and and the prosperity of the people of his house and the actual annihilation. I'm talking about now the permanent annihilation of Satan in the earth will only come through financial prosperity of the saints. Mark my words. You heard it here. Prosperity of the saints. I'm talking about like Egypt and Israel in the Exodus coming out with all the gold. 
Now you only coming out with all the excellence first, and then you get all that heartbreak where you you didn't get what you thought you deserved from all of your sacrifices and obedience. Oh, I've, I didn't get any wealth transfer yet. Don't grow weary in well doing, for in due season you will reap a harvest of righteousness, which means you begin to practice cosmic tree of life stardom with white stars pouring out of your heart that'll have total rulership in the marketplace look at joseph he went from prison to palace in 24 hours why because he stayed faithful in the righteousness that he was practicing internally and it promoted him right up the 70 steps of the rulership of the 70 nations of the world in 24 hours it's about the internal integrity to the calling and the mandate on your life. You just stay a clean conscience. Now, you don't need to go into the prison. There's wisdom around the prison. You don't need to be around Potiphar's wife alone. There's wisdom to not be around the opposite sex alone when a Jezebel spirit might jump in them and you have the accuser of the brethren and all kinds of nasty stuff. So there is a wisdom to stay out of the pit. He shouldn't have told his brothers that I'm wearing the mantle to rule you all, that you have to bow to me. Because of the immature pride of how great he was as a great apostle and savior of the world. Truly a messianic calling on Prince and King Joseph. But he was very prideful, just like all of you. And so now you're learning humility because you have great callings and destinies, but you're going to practice it in meekness and the meek shall inherit the earth. Amen. And that's the key. Humility, meekness, the cross. If you're boasting, boasting your weakness and we're all going to grow in humility together, we're going to get super, super humble and become the most super humble people who've ever lived. And then we're going to tell everyone about it. Like Moses. You know, lucky for you today. You've just met the most humble person in the entire universe. Me. And the lightnings that come out because it's actually true when you're saying that at a cosmic level, practicing the Father Indian, the Fountain of Righteousness, because he is the most humble person. And then that lightning comes out and be like, oh my God, that's God the Father in there. I just got hit by all these white stars. I believe, I believe, I believe. And now they have their own fountain of perfect humility on the inside to blast all the pride spirits out of everyone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just a couple more hours tonight here. I know we got a big Halloween party tomorrow. <laughs> James chapter 4. What leads to strife, discord, and feuds? And how do conflicts, quarrels, and fightings originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your desires go unfulfilled, so you become murderers. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or you do ask God for them and yet fail to receive. Because you ask with wrong purpose and evil, selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it in sensual pleasures. You are like unfaithful wives having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world 
takes his stand as an enemy of God. It's true, and as I said, world, I saw the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're a friend of sorcery, an enemy of God. That's why you got to understand righteousness and wisdom and the roots of David and the tree of life in this universe. We must become friends of God. Otherwise, we're going to be friends of Kabbalah. Or do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says, the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us. He's very jealous. He yearns for the spirit to be welcome with a jealous love. He wants more of you. He's brooding over you right now to hatch and give him more. But he gives us more. And he gives us even more grace, power of the Holy Spirit. More and more grace and power of the Holy Ghost to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why he says God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. So be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners. Get your soiled hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interests and purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. That's a good word right there. James 4, 8. Purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. Selah. Awfully quiet in here. As you draw near to God, be deeply penitent and grieve. I need to see you guys grieving back there. I'm pretty grieved right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Grieve. You know, there is a grieving when you realize your pride. That's what he's talking about. There's a grieving when you realize what he's talking about in spiritual adultery. When you recognize the roots of all evil and the tree of knowledge that you've been intermingled with intermingled with and engrafted into in ignorance. It's an ignorance that has you just in the tree of knowledge. Just by being natural oxy oxygen breathers. And so, when you purify your hearts of spiritual adultery and you draw near to God, be deeply penitent and grieve. That is a necessary thing. When your sins become before your eyes, and they will, stuff will come up in your heart and your mind and you just start to see your own pride, you start to see your nature, and it's not a, a condemnation, it's a, it's a peeling away of the old Adamic skins. That's why it's called the circumcision of heart. The old heart gets peeled off, like foreskins. It's an old heart that gets peeled away. It's an old mind that gets peeled away. And all things are made new constantly in the circumcised heart, in the circumcised mind. 
It's the peeling off of the old adultery. It's the peeling off of spiritual adultery. It's the peeling off of pride. It's the peeling off of all murder and competition, envy and strife. This peeling off and this circumcision is what has you grieved over your own condition, cringing at, at yourself, just like, oh my gosh, this is bad. But then having the answer and the solution out of your belly flowing rivers of living stars so the Father's righteousness can take the place in your heart and mind so you're not condemned and falling short and not in spiritual adultery and not in spiritual murder, but practicing spiritual righteousness, practicing light, practicing the glory of God. But there is a grieving process. Even weep over your disloyalty. Let your laughter be turned to grief and your myrrh to dejection and heartfelt shame for your sins. Humble yourselves, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord, and He will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your lives significant. My brethren, do not speak evil about or accuse one another. Gee whiz, we could use a cup of that around here. My brethren, do not speak evil about or accuse one another. He that maligns a brother or judges his brother is maligning and criticizing the law and judging the law. It's important that you read that now. James 4.11 But if you judge the law and you are a practicer and you are not a practicer of the law but a censor and judge of it, one only is the lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy the one who has the absolute power of life and death. I'm going to go into that one more time because we got this thing where hyper grace now we got people that are more legalistic and you got more people that are more hyper grace there is a balance in between there is the law of grace and that's the narrow path that's the stairway of righteousness you need the law of freedom practice the law of grace practice then you'll rise if you're a legalist you get into religion you're still on the earth cursed under satan if you get into rebellion hyper grace you're on the earth cursed under satan that's wide path of destruction forget all that nonsense there is a healthy medium a balance to the force there's a balance in the force it is the law of grace it's the law of love it's jesus and following the holy ghost it is the Bible, but it's mixed with the Spirit, and it's illuminated through the heart. It's not just a dead letter of doing good and obeying the stuff on the outside. It's obeying it with all your spirit on the inside and descending and going from glory to glory, dimension to dimension, upward in the path of righteousness, shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. And the full dawn of day is when you're physically standing in front of God the Father. <laughs> And that day will come for you. I believe it. You will rise physically. Your bones will go into Zion. Amen. My brethren, do not speak evil about or accuse one another. He that maligns a brother or judges his brother is maligning and criticizing the law. What law? The word. It's a big L there because it's talking about Jesus himself in the flesh. 
Jesus is the commandment of the Father, the Word of God, the law. He's the lawgiver of Zion. They're criticizing Jesus and judging Jesus, the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a practicer of the law, but a censor and judge of it. People judge Jesus unrighteous constantly. One only is the lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy the one who has the absolute power of life and death. But you, who are you that you presume to pass judgment on your neighbor? Fastest way to grow? Stop judging and let the law, Jesus, be the judge. I don't judge. No planks or specks in my eye towards anyone. I'm still growing in that. I'm still learning how to love. That's how le what learning how to love really is. Just You don't judge by eyes or by what you hear, but the heart, the inner man. Amen. <laughs> God sees the heart. And when you see the heart and only speak to the heart, you're a perfect man, and your whole life is in perfect order. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a city and spend a year there and carry on our business and make money. Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen tomorrow. What is the nature of your life? You are really like a wisp of vapor, a puff of smoke, a mist that is visible for a little while and then disappears into thin air. You ought instead to say, if the Lord is willing, we shall live and we shall do this or that thing. The will of the Father, this is something you need to know. This is powerful revelation now. Let he who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The will of the Father is drinking the liquid lightnings. It's a liquid will. It's a rigid righteousness because that's how lightning bolts go in the path of righteousness through the silver stars physically to the throne of God the Father. And at the gates, I'll ask you for the password, which you'll know by then. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Amen. And it's a rigid righteousness. Because it's a lightning path. And you will learn that path. And you will understand God's will. God's will is that path of liquid lightnings. And when you begin to walk on them, you begin to drink perfect, crystal clear living water through the center of the thrones of the two-thirds stars in the heavens that obey their orbit, that glorify and worship Jesus Christ, for they are the reflection of God the Father in the second heavens. That's the path of righteousness. And each one of those stars praises God. There are stars out there that are bigger than our whole solar system. And that star loves Jesus. And the host, the angel, that star worships Jesus Christ. And that star is waiting on the sons of God to rise in the path of the lightnings. And you go right through the center of that star in the very throne of God the Father that's in that star that that star reflects from the light giver. But ain't Lucifer. That's God, your heavenly Father. And then all the Lucifer and garbage of Kabbalah just goes incinerated out of the all cosmos, new heavens where righteousness dwells, new earth where righteousness dwells. When you start to go up that high in the spirit, in the path of righteousness, everything down below gets pastured by your flow. You begin to reign with Christ. 
Where I mean, it's easy. The loose ends get taken care of. The missing packages get found, get delivered. Everyone underneath you, when you walk the path of righteousness, when you ascend, because you're learning how to love, is energized by your ascension. That's what the government of God is. Of the increase of his government and peace, he makes peace by those who ascend. For everything down below under the peacemakers is because of how high they've risen in the liquid lightnings of doing the will of God the Father and their cups overflow and the overflow of that liquid lightning of God's will in the path of the silver stars, in the path of the silver waters, that rigid righteousness and that strict celestial cosmic virgin purity of Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, through your hearts and minds will overflow and it will purify all the waters down below that wormwood Lucifer fell into and killed one third of the stars and one third of the nations and those that drank those waters died. Because they're drinking the bitter waters of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're drinking Kabbalah. They're drinking liquid Kabbalah. They're drinking darkness down there. Every time they turn into TV, they go to church to get into anything that's not this cosmic tree of life, this path of righteousness. They're drinking the counterfeit. They're drinking the cups of demons. Most Christians drink those cups out of sheer ignorance. Now the ignorance is going to be obliterated and you're going to understand how to drink the one cup of the Father. One cup, one holy grail to rule them all in righteousness and justice and wisdom and peace and true heavenly cosmic agape from where he is at the right hand of God and that dimension will become your reality first in your heart then later on in your brain as you mature in it and walk in it and pass your tests and don't just hurt people with it because now you're super powerful and you got stars coming out of your heart and I can just take my boss's job. Maybe a man under authority. That's more important to the Father. His integrity, his character qualities getting developed in your inner man than you just rushing to the top and having success in business. You're going to learn just like everyone else in the Bible how to submit to authority, be a man under authority, and then the integrity and the character quality of your heart will add progressively more things unto you until you're great kings. And I believe every single one of you will be great kings in the cosmic realm, in the heavenly Jerusalem, in God the Father's righteousness. And that's all the years of your head, uh, the years of your life ahead of you, if you obey the Holy Spirit works, Jesus Christ's works and the Father's works and if you are obedient to the heavenly calling and you are a participator in the Holy Ghost and the power of the age to come and you stay humble and love righteousness and actually hate wickedness hate the black earth, hate the black moon, hate the black suns and the counterfeit tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and hate Kabbalah and hate Jewish sorcery and hate Christian sorcery. It's not just Jewish sorcery. It's equally Christian sorcery. Hate Christian sorcery. Hate Bible sorcery. And love Bible righteousness mixed with the Spirit. Going in the glory. Being with the holy angels. Get around the archangels. Begin to speak in angelic tongues. Begin to change culture. Rising from the dead. Blessed are the overcomers because they're rising from the dead. They're going into the sun. They're burning up everything that defiles and offends God the Father. Not you. Not about offending you. What offends the Father is having anything in you of darkness. God is light in him. There's no darkness. 
That's what offense means. In God the Father's level, which is all that matters is pleasing God. So that there's no darkness, not just in your spirit. That's a good start. Amen. But also your heart and the four chambers that pump blood in your heart and your brain and your bones and marrow and all your DNA. Your DNA will have no darkness in it. Therefore, you can enter physically the gates of the third heaven, but you ain't getting in if there's darkness in your flesh. He's going to remove all the darkness in your flesh and blood as you ascend through the sun, above the sun, in the path of the silver stars. And then you learn how to practice righteousness. You have your own stars coming out your heart, unlimited amounts, as long as you keep practicing love and divine love and purity and holiness and doing the will of God the Father in pure worship, making your business and your marketplace pure worship to the Father, in union with the Father, doing it with the Father, in the Father's house, like prodigal sons that have come home that are now living in the house of God. Heaven is my house. Earth is my footstool. What will you build for me? Nothing, Lord. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. You build us up from the inside out. You promote us. You protect us. You're everything, Lord. We're nothing without you. We're everything in you, equal to the Father in you, engrafted into the vine. Sons and daughters of God, equal with God, as long as we stay attached to the Son of God and do the will of God. The spirit of adoption doesn't make you just orphans in his house. It makes you equal to the Father like Adam, the Son of God. And we know Son of God means equal to the Father because we read the Bible. And that's what it means. And he's not ashamed to call you sons and daughters, it is written, which means equal to himself if you walk the path of righteousness. If you deviate, you're no longer sons and daughters. What does the Bible say? If you turn back, you're not worthy of me. Remember Lot's wife. You can go up so high and then you get into some religion, rebellion, some greed, because you get successful and you get into pride, you get into love of money, and you get, you're gone. You're off the stairway of light. You can lose your salvation at any level in this world. It's true. So let the fear of the Lord always be before your eyes, walking in the awe of God, walking in the reverent fear of the Lord, walking with His commandments in your eyes. His commandment is not burdensome. It is clean and pure to the heart and to the eyes. And it'll keep your mind clean and clear, your senses clean and clear. And you can walk in the path of lightnings and you can ascend the path of the stars. You can see these lights pouring out of your hearts and you will see it transform everything around you. It'll heal all your broken relationships. It'll completely glorify your kids. Your kids will ascend. These stars are for children. These living stars are for all God's people who love his name and do his will. He wants a kingdom of righteousness, an earth where righteousness dwells. This isn't just for mature apostles and prophets. This is for every single believer in Jesus Christ in the whole world. Christianity is maturing into cosmic, celestial ephod righteousness of stars, seven stars, seven thunders, seven lightnings, because it's been 2,000 years of Christianity down here and God expects a harvest of maturity because he's been waiting a very long time. He sowed one son into the earth 2,000 years ago. Now he expects a harvest because he's a shrewd businessman of one billion sons exactly like Jesus Christ in spiritual ability and morality and purity up into the heavenlies. And we're going to let God the Father have his way in our hearts and our minds in the resurrection. We're just going to go up and get blessed because God wants it. And we're going to let God be God. We'll be his children. Whatever you want to do, Father, with our lives, we say yes to it. Clean us up. Raise us up. 
Get us into excellence of works. Get us into real wisdom that kills beasts. Get us attacking the stuff in us and around us that's not God, but get us into righteousness and not paranoia or fear about any of it either. And make it fun for us because nobody has more fun than those practicing righteousness. Amen. <laughs> no one has more enjoyment in life than the wise and the righteous who are doing the will of God with all their spirit, soul, mind, and strength. And we just thank you, Father, for a people group now that will go all the way with you and show others the way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You want to give an offering, you can donate into Red Letter Ministries, sign up to be monthly partners, click the links in the description, partner with this ministry, discipling all nations in righteousness, pioneering wisdom and righteousness for all apostles and prophets on earth. Teachers, evangelists, pastors, training leaders, leading Gideon's 300, going all the way, business, all the 12 tribes, all the 12 apostles, all the heavenly Jerusalem, all of it is in this company. We got it all, seven stars, seven lightnings, seven thunders. God gave us everything because we're good stewards and managers of it. He's entrusted us with all his kingdom, all his priesthood, all the understanding of it and how to impart it and multiply it into others because we're going to bring it up to him in pure worship. You partner with this ministry, you're partnering with every single promise of the overcomer. All 12 tribes of Israel and all 12 apostles of the Lamb. And they'll be formed in your hearts in that celestial ephod as you put your money where you want your heart to be. It's true. Where your money is, there your heart follows. If you put your money into a people going up the path of righteousness, your heart, your inner man, will follow automatically. That's how the brain works. That's how the senses work. You value something. Now, it doesn't mean you always value it. Sometimes they get offended when you say, don't drink alcohol, or you, you, know, you can't have sex with a bunch of people all the time, and you, know, you can't live loose. You got to have some kind of purity and they get offended by that and say you don't you're not my mom <laughs> they got mother wounds father wounds everywhere it's like don't parent me and i go and do whatever i want i'm an adult now i can rebel if i want to you can that's true but if you don't want to rebel and you don't want to go to hell and live like hell and be in hell on earth and you want success you're gonna have to get obedient financially you're gonna have to get clean physically morally mentally spiritually clean in every area of your life you're gonna to have to walk clean stairs and purify your hearts each step as you go up you're gonna change and rearrange and you're not gonna be of earthly culture you'll be of the heavenly culture of the heavenly Jerusalem and the marriage garments are just obvious than anyone it doesn't mean you're all the same cookie-cutter Christians but you're all just totally transfigured glorified in 12 celestial cosmic ephod with a hundred thousand living stars beaming out of your soul so you don't have a grid for the glorification of the nine races of the angels being literally matured in your spirit but that's what will happen and you'll live a cosmic celestial angelic life a life where there is no strife even with your wife you'll live a life that is the zoe life which is the king's quality of life because you've walked in the king's highway without the graveyard without the killing of people and controlling the people you actually go up the King's Highway without sorcery in the Path of Righteousness. King's Highway is the Masonic Highway down here by the graveyard where they killed all the Native Americans, Chief Cloudman on Beatty Makuska, Lake Calhoun. And they put up big tombstones there. This is where the first Native Americans were found 
when the settlers came in and completely killed them, killed them all. And they put a graveyard right on top of it. And there's huge, like, obelisks and Shriners signs and all the sorcerers that just terminated all the natives in this area. So the sorcery is so ingrained in the soil. That's why there's like all these demons and witchcraft everywhere in the Twin Cities and it's pretty intense and the principality over this region was the principality of witchcraft and it's gone but you're still dealing with all the hordes of hell and all kinds of crazy stuff and demon gods and it, it's it's serious. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is serious but the tree of life is more serious and more powerful, much more powerful. So as long as you're growing in the tree of life, you'll have victory all the time. You'll taste defeat because we're ignorant and we stumble all the time in pride and blindness and lust. But you'll get purified if you love Jesus more than yourself and you'll rise. And that tree of knowledge will be cut, out, cut down by the roots and torn out of your heart, spirit, souls, minds and bodies. And it'll be thrown in the lake of fire. And you can overcome as long as you're continually eating from the tree of life and drinking from the river of life and obeying the will of God in that liquid lightning, drinking his cup and doing his will, you'll go up. You'll have a greater understanding of the Bible. You have a hunger for the Bible because you're born again of the word of God. So your spirit will want to eat. You get excited to eat the word into your spirit to get stronger in your spirit, to read James, the hard things of the Bible. Maybe even read Leviticus <laughs> or Lamentations. Or just like numbers when there's like 20 chapters of genealogies. No, don't do it, Lord. Please don't. Don't require that. Just keep that a dead letter forever. That, oh, the angel likes those ones. That's the messianic bloodline, Brandon. Don't be a false teacher now. Okay. Some of these angels you gotta blast the glorified personality into. They don't get the joke right away. You think they would, they don't. Some do. You got comedian angels and you got angels that are like, you ain't gonna make them laugh in a thousand years of jokes. They won't even smile at you. But they're still walking in love. It's just a little different love than they have on the earth. It's called righteousness. It's the Father's lightnings. It's a reverence for the Father and a worship of the Father that really changes your attitude to grow up. And that's the Word of God for you. Grow up like a tender shoot, like Jack and the Beanstalk with those magic beans. And when you eat those magic beans, make sure you get BB Luxury perfume, because they will make you toot. <laughs> There'll be some darkness coming out of you. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Glory. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
Jesus. Jesus. King of kings and Lord of 